Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. From the Financial Times, this is Hard Currency, the weekly podcast on the foreign exchange market. It's been quite a hard week to read. Was the dollar finding its mojo again? Was the euro suffering from political risk? Was sterling finding data tough going? Well, there was some truth in all of these, but frankly, there was enough evidence to cast doubt on them as well. So with me to separate truth from fiction is Kathleen Brooks, Research Director at City Index. Kathleen, no such thing as truth or fiction in in markets, but um, I suppose the the safe position to hold on all three of these of these things is that we're in some kind of a pivot with them. Can we take the dollar first, which obviously partly informs the other currencies? The weird thing was, guess what? There was no controversial Trump tweets. Seemed to have made a sound choice as national security advisor. So was the early support for the dollar reflective of some outbreak of Trump normalisation that the market was feeling? I think that's probably a bit too much. Maybe that the market is getting a little bit desensitised to the Trump tweets. That will happen as they get used to it because he is a prolific tweeter, let's face it. But there's a lot going on with the dollar at the moment and it seems like it's kind of past its peak a little bit. Um, And that's all to do with the treasury market, we think. If you want to go know where the dollar is, look at treasuries, particularly inflation-adjusted yields. Definitely want to look at the real yields. What are they showing you? Well, they are falling quite sharply, Mm -hmm. basically for the whole of February. And that has a very strong correlation with the dollar. So we've seen the dollar fall on the back of this. In fact, it's got the strongest correlation with dollar yen. Right. So it's a risk off event because the yen is rising as these yields are falling. So that suggests actually that the, you know, whereas we've got the the Trump optimism is really reflected in the equity market. Mm. That is not the case in the treasury market or now in the FX market. I mean, real yields is a proxy for growth expectations. It is, absolutely. So do we we still believe growth is happening, don't we? The Fed still believes it. Well, the Fed thinks there's considerable uncertainty around fiscal policy yes. and that is what's driving things that is what was very clear it came clear in their minutes from the February meeting I think also what was interesting from those Fed minutes is that they do not think that inflation will hit 2% in the longer term by 2019 you'll see next week isn't it we've got the PCE inflation numbers on March 1 which yeah, should, should give us an indication whether it has hit that will give us an indication in the shorter term but I think the Fed is still worried about the longer term implications for inflation which I think was probably a takeaway that was a little bit missed from those FOMC minutes yeah. but I think that's what the bond market is is looking at that maybe growth won't be so broad. What do you think, March or May? Well, I think that June is probably okay. still more likely. The reason why I say that is that the Fed is quite traditional when they hike rates. There is no press conference in May. That doesn't mean that they wouldn't put one on if they really think there's a need to hike interest rates. But there is a press conference in June. So I think the market's got a little bit ahead of itself. And actually, you know, Trump is the tail wagging the Fed's dog. So it's all about Trump. Because if Trump doesn't deliver on these economic plans, I don't think there will be a rate hike in the first half of this year. Big moment next week, this Congress address he's doing. But hey, Hey, we've been here before, haven't we, already? I know it's so young, this this presidency, but uh, mm. should we nail our colours to this speech? I agree with that sentiment, actually. You know, it's very, very young. I know we heard from the new US Treasury Secretary Mnuchin recently, and he said that, you know, expect a big tax cut um, sometime in August. So even whatever Trump announces in February, there's a lot of 
time for things to shift around. There's a lot of controversial elements to his plan. But ultimately, what we need to hear is that the Republican Congress agree with Trump's tax plan enough to lead to a big, big fiscal programme and a big programme of fiscal spending. And what was moving the euro this week? Was it on the American side or was it this worry about French, the French elections? I think it's the French, very much the French elections. If you look at the French bond yield, euro dollar has a very strong negative correlation with the French bond yield, stronger actually than euro yen, which really suggests that it's something domestic within the eurozone that's driving that move, lower in the euro earlier. You know, the French political risk is very interesting because if Marine Le Pen does win... That essentially is much bigger than Brexit because that could herald the end of the euro. And that's a massive risk for the currency, which is probably underpriced, I would say, at the moment. Therefore, the Thursday move upwards for euro dollar, was was that because we saw a bit of light in, in, the, in the polling or...? Well, I mean, the you know, the odds checker is saying that no, that, you know, actually, you know, the, the star is still in the ascendancy for Marine Le Pen. And um, even though Emmanuel Macron is expected to win, his odds had, had fallen a little bit. We think that was more of a reaction to the Mnuchin comments. He was very clear that, you know, a strong dollar isn't always good for the US economy. So there will be global events that will affect the euro as well. But overall, we, we have got a negative bias on the euro, especially once we break that kind of 105.25 to 104.60 level. That's a really key level of support for if you break that, we could be down to 2017. So, so, OK, fair enough for the market to be wary of political risk. Mm. But you can see second half of 2017 being quite good for the euro if things fall into place. And after Absolutely. all, if we see eurozone growth continuing, you know, perhaps tapering starts to come in. We could actually be in the scenario whereby short term euro bearishness quite medium-term Euro bullishness. I think so. And I think the markets have got a bit wise to these political risks. So you are seeing a binary outcome from the French election. And if Marine Le Pen wins, that's bad for the Euro. But if it doesn't, we'll see a massive rally. And I completely agree with you. We have a lot more upside. You know, people don't seem to like to talk about the, you know, the recovery in the Eurozone. It's always a bad news story. Well, actually, there is a lot of good news and good economic news this week. One thing I did think that was worrying about the Euro in the short term is that it did not react to the strong PMIs for February. Right. It ignored them. Right. So that suggests to me that really politics is the focus. Is the market any wiser to Brexit, do you think? I mean, what did you make of Sterling's moves this week? The GDP numbers was actually gave us a trade mm. boost, didn't it? But of course, if the pound is strengthening against the euro, as you wrote this week, you know, that actually, the, the trade position starts to weaken. So. Yeah, a victim of its own success yeah. of, of some sorts. I mean, you know, for us, the pound won't have the same level of devaluation that it had last year. It's likely to become the wallflower of the main G3 currencies and we think it will be a much calmer year for the pound because there's so much focus elsewhere be it French elections, German elections, you know Trump and what happens there. We still see though that the declines in the pound seem to be quite long and quite deep and the recovery in the pound still seems to be a little bit on the weaker side. So we still think there's a political risk premium in there whereby the buyers are just staying on the outside for now Um, but we might have to see you know if we can have some pretty plain sailing or early plain sailing in the negotiations for Brexit and certainly in the first half of this year and maybe even leading up to kind of autumn this year then you know there's no reason why the pound wouldn't move higher from here but we do think it's probably going to be range bound with 130 being a a limit for us. Okay Kathleen so just fine as I said at the start a difficult week to read but hey March is going to be pretty exciting isn't it? Oh absolutely you know we end February with this uh, address to Congress from Trump and then we've got you know on the same day 
uh, Dutch election mm. and the FOMC meeting for March, where mm. there still is going to be a little bit of expectation for a rate hike. So it's going to be absolutely, it's, it's definitely the focus and it's probably the most and, interesting moment. Uh, and just finally, we're also going to see uh, this Article 50 letter being yes. finally sent. Mm. Uh, we all thought there's going to have a dramatic impact on sterling. Do you think the market is, again, wise to that and actually won't have that much of an effect? Yeah, and could it actually, you know, sell the rumour by the fact? Yeah. Potentially, it maybe isn't as scary as we like to think, and there will be problems elsewhere. You know, the Dutch election outcome, if we get a far right, you know, leader in Holland, that could really make the Article 50 issue a, a non event. My thanks to Kathleen Brooks of the City Index. So, a lot to digest next week the Trump address to Congress, a look at that US inflation data, and the prospects for Forex across March as a whole. Join us for hard currency then. Goodbye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc., 